0: InTech Online, JBA here, and welcome to the final episode of Diversity and Mentorship in Technology, where we chat with some incredible entrepreneurs and experts about diversity, mentorship, careers, and business in technology each and every week. Are you a business that's looking to get into the ERP system, but are not sure which solution is right for you? Well, DMIT Open Source ERPs is here to help. With a comprehensive team and years of industry-leading ERP experience, opensourceerps.com has the right answers for any of your open-source ERP questions. Visit them today at opensourceerps.com. For our listeners who've been with us since the beginning, if you remember the very first episode, we've come a long, long way. And I've interviewed so many guests promising to deliver one episode a week for the 2018 year. Well, after 52 amazing episodes, we wanted this final episode to be both unique and special. There are two things that we're going to do differently in this episode. In each episode, as you know, I interview a guest, asking them about their background, what interested them in technology and growing up. Then we have our ever-exciting lightning round, well, for this episode, our guest is going to be reversing the role in interviewing me. We also speak a lot about mentorship on the show and how that affects the lives of so many up and coming entrepreneurs. So I'm going to be interviewed by none other than my mentor, who also happens to be my dad. So before we get started, I wanted to thank everyone, all of our listeners who took the journey with us this year. And we hope you have both a prosperous and amazing 2019. So without further ado, let's get started. So dad, whenever you're ready, take it away with the questions.
1: I am ready, Jeremy. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Jeremy, please, could you tell your listeners more about growing up and what made you the man you are today? It's a good question, of course. Growing up,
0: I was always interested in not electronics, but trains, planes, things that moved very quickly. I grew up in a pretty stable academic environment. A lot of my teachers, when I was in undergrad and and middle and high school, really fostered my writing skills. They saw that I would write short stories and uh, growing up, had hundreds of ideas and stories and, and they just fostered that environment. So when I got to high school and college, uh, I started to write more screenplays, stage plays, and just became a really prolific writer. And when it came to college, I ended up majoring in theater, acting uh, with the minor in business and English. And that actually was interesting because I found my ability to communicate through the written word and communicate vocally really helped my ability to find a job after college. But even more so, I found that when you're able to tell good stories or tell stories, or if you ever hear the phrase, you know, the best people make other people laugh and you build trust, I found that the experience for undergrad, I didn't think, you know, would connect to what I'm doing now with, which is uh, technology. But my, my, growing up really was supported by both my parents. They really helped me to understand what I wanted to do, what I'd like to do, and really foster that. And a lot of times you don't get that in a lot of environments if, you know, your family's full of doctors or lawyers, that's kinda, you know, where you're going. Or in another industry, you kind of are a are little more segmented, but my parents are very supportive of the different things I wanted to to do in, in growing up in high school and, and college. So I was very uh, appreciative of that and, you know, really made me the man I am today.
1: Very good. Good. So, Jeremy, what would you consider to be your area of expertise?
0: My area of expertise is product research and development. I love research. And for anyone who's not entirely sure what that is, essentially, I try to find a problem or a gap in a market. It could be a consumer market or it could be a business market opportunity I then perform research to see if it's a viable opportunity, and then if it has potential, I execute. Most of the ventures actually that I've been a part of, uh, Alpha Beta Creatives, including Smart Money Entrepreneurs, which was a previous startup of mine, have all been part of the same idea. And then what I do is I look for like-minded individuals who may be interested in the product or doing this venture with me.
1: Good. Jeremy, what I'd like to do is to share with your listeners the biggest challenge or setback that you had to overcome in life, your darkest moment, so to speak, and please don't hold back.
0: Uh, Sure, sure. So I was working for some financial firms after I graduated college. I went to work in finance, and I was working for a hedge fund shortly after graduating college, and this was the peak or during the peak of the, the boom, 2007, 2008, before the Great Recession hit in 2008, 2009. At that time, I took a hiatus from the hedge fund to go pursue my MBA and took a less you know demanding job uh, so I could do both at a digital agency. And of course, when the recession hit and everyone had the tons of sweeping layoffs and they hit many people, at that time, I was still pursuing my MBA. Uh, and I knew how important it was for me to finish and continue. So like many at the time, I had to scrape by, I actually cash out my Roth IRA, take whatever jobs I could find. Fortunately, I had an amazing family support system, including my significant other, you know, to get me through. Uh, the biggest thing for me, I think, was the discipline and values my, my parents had instilled in me very young to remember that this was only a temporary setback this was only temporary and then focusing on the present and the future knowing that things would eventually get better really helped me you
1: know to keep me going during during that time Jeremy I must say this is very enlightening
0: so, <laughs>
1: so let's go to the next question what attracted you to technology and how did you enter the industry
0: well i found out very young that i can identify patterns very quickly. And my friends and family, you know, always had said that my ideas were always futuristic, you know, a little too early for the market. But they were out there and, you know, two years down the line in, in high school, I had that concept of the movie theater where you have gourmet food being brought to you right back in the nineties. So I was always a a futuristic idea thinker. And so while working in finance, I know it was only a matter of time before algorithms and machine learning would come to fruition. And it was about a year into the recession that I found this cool small manufacturing company company in the Dominican Republic, and they had offices in New York that needed some help with some of my skill sets that I had from finance. Additionally, if you think about e-commerce, really, it's only the last two decades that it's been prominent. And at that time, around 2009, we started working with... Shopify and big commerce and some of the online e-commerce platforms. So I started to become more familiar with the space. And then given the company had a small budget for technology, we couldn't afford to hire lots of staff. So combine that with my love of research, I started to tinker here and there with some code, doing more and more as the years progressed. Finally, when I graduated with my MBA, uh, I actually was pretty good. That's when I just started to start a fintech platform called Smart Money Entrepreneurs. And this is where I became also uh, very, very good with Spanish uh, at at the manufacturing company. Previously, my reading and writing skills were great, but speaking was just okay. So a lot of the workers in the Dominican Republic uh in our New York office, preferred engaging in Spanish. And that immersive environment really helped me to force me to communicate in another language. But that's where I developed the interest in, in technology
1: and specifically web development. I, I see the similarities. I see where things are starting, starting to get together. Mm-hmm. Very good. So moving into the topic of diversity, Jeremy, what does diversity mean to you in today's technology environment?
0: That's a really good question. And I think for me, diversity is about expanding your way of thinking and asking the question, why not? Uh, I like to travel for leisure and and sometimes visit different countries. And one of the things that fascinates me is the science behind people. Uh, And at the end of the day, the fact that the differences uh, are primarily a result of genetics, diet, and location. You know, I look talk to people about your pigmentation or your you know, your your skin tone hue is actually a direct effect of where your ancestors, many thousands of generations ago, were born in combination with genetics. For example, some people who have narrow noses, some people who have wider noses, and that's a direct result of the climates where the cold or hot their ancestors grew up in. The further the south hemisphere where you were, your ancestors were, it's hot and humid. There's more oxygen needed, right? So It also accounts for, for example, why marathon runners generally are from a a very specific region of of the globe. One of the things that I find also interesting, the further north you go in the hemisphere, colder it gets, of course, right? So your body reacts to the cold air and restricts the airflow, hence the thinner nostrils or smaller uh, slits. And this is interesting to me as I was learning about this back in middle school and high school. So this is not new. But to you know, in the last, I say, two or three years, they finally have finished the studies and, and come up with conclusive data to support this analysis. Uh, the fact that, we you know, all the same homo sapiens are just varying degrees of climate control. That's what fascinates me the most about diversity. So in terms of the diversity issue, for me, it's challenging your assumptions, saying, other than climate, language, food, is this person really different than me, right? And if not, Fat, skinny, tall, short, square, round, oval, who cares? Instead, it's its in terms of diversity, ask I think you should ask these questions. Do I like this person, what this person stands for? Are they respectful? Could they be a partner in my business? Why do I want to work with them? And where did my bias, personal bias, unconscious bias come from? My parents, my grandparents, and what will it take for me to stop the pattern of lineage bias within my community?
1: Excellent answer. So Jeremy, do you believe diversity is more progressive in larger companies or smaller ones and why? I would say the push,
0: the actual visible push is is prevalent in larger companies only because they have more money to spend and push the agenda further due to public scrutiny and, and backlash if they don't. So it's more visible for the you know, larger company to get. But keep in mind, I think the lineage bias for some of these companies is institutional and goes back hundreds of years. So in terms of actual real progress, I would say startups.
1: Okay. Moving into the topic, gender diversity, sometimes gender diversity and cultural diversity get lumped into the same bucket. However, what are the differences in your view? Uh,
0: Statistically, I think gender diversity, I find in interviewing actually the the previous guests on the show I see that the females, for example, get lumped into the same bucket, right? All females in one diversity bucket, when really there's so much diversity within the population, uh, the female population itself, almost as much diversity in the overall population. So I find that there is a big difference, but sometimes when we look at diversity, you know the female has one diversity category when really it should be multiple subsets within that one category.
1: Okay. I want to shift gears into another topic, mentorship. What does that mean to you? And do you have any mentorships growing up that were pivotal to your success?
0: Well, uh, as obviously being interviewed by my dad, it really was my dad that was my mentor because, you know, he was always there for me. Uh, Whether it was my baseball games, basketball games, uh, bowling, if I remember correctly. When I would need to practice pitching and baseball from middle school, high school, we'd go out to the backyard. Uh, he would actually be my catcher, so you know he gave me his undivided attention and his time and advice, and I think those three are important for at least for me growing growing up and and pivotal to my to my success. In terms of programs, there are there are a lot, uh, maybe too many to to name. Uh, I ran a program internally at my own company, Alpha Beta Creatives, for the last year for college students called WordPress Interns who wanted to improve their writing skills as well as their technology skills. And uh, sometimes students come back, you know, years later and tell me, hey, they received a job offer based on the experience in the program, which is nice. Although, you know, that's not the initial reason why uh, we we did it. But that's something that I I really uh, am proud of.
1: Good, good. Moving into global diversity, how is that different or changed in the last five years or so? I think.
0: I mean, I worked with international partners who speak multiple languages, like me, which is great and refreshing. And I think there's something about being able to converse in a different language, which is exciting. I mean, some of our friends, some of my friends, are learning Chinese, Japanese, some African languages, which I think overall helps connect people at a faster pace and makes the world
1: uh, a lot smaller than it was. You know, every year. Okay. Are there any companies that stand out in your mind when it comes to doing diversity well?
0: Yes. Uh, one company, which the, the head of human resources was on my show, Atlassian, they are a product company that produces uh, development software. And so Aubrey was or is the head of human resources and inclusion. And one of the things I think they definitely set a high standard for is that they have actual data. Publicly available on their website that people can review, so it's not just you know talk or or uh, you know hearsay. And so, unless also diversity, I believe, is done at an executive level, it's really not pushing the agenda. I know, for example, Facebook earlier this year hired its first non-Caucasian board member, Kenneth Chenault from American Express, which shows you how far we still need to go, given that it's 2018. And, you know, it's over, uh, over more than 10 years since uh, the company was, was started.
1: What is the best quality the people you have mentored over the years say about you?
0: That I make no prejudgments and don't impose my beliefs or thoughts on others. I let them try to come to their own conclusions through guidance and support and
1: uh, some advice. What is one message you would give to entrepreneurs or young, younger people looking to get into technology
0: I would say take advantage of all the resources at your school uh, the library is free so use it ask your parents instead of here here's a actually I thought about this um, asking your parents hey mom and dad instead of spending money on Dunk, Dunkin Donuts coffee this week could you perhaps invest that money in an online technology course like Udemy Udacity or even Khan economy Academy, uh, uh, Academy which is free many of these classes start from ten dollars so there's really no reason not to do it, and I'm sure the parents would, you know, be more than happy if they're supportive of their their kids to, you know, take that and and you know, do an online coding course or do an online course in in their interest.
1: Okay, Jeremy, I'm going to throw a curve in there. Like one other question, mm-hmm. and I'm sure your listeners would really like to know. You mentioned earlier your background at college was theater. In terms of mentorship and diversity, do you feel that? Your theater background was helpful in where you're going and where you have come from.
0: Yes, I do. And in terms of diversity, I think it's important. One thing in theater, entertainment in general, but I think in, in, in the theaters and the plays that I've done, the characters are not necessarily representative of an individual demographic, right? A lot of them, a lot of the, the older uh, Greek Shakespearean, other plays do have timeless and really kind of they span through issues that every culture, every society in a way goes through, uh, whether it's you know, war, famine, these basic human issues really are extracted in these plays and I've, I learned there that a lot of the connections between people in different cultures around the globe and in different, in different countries had the exact same issues in the play, the character issues that the the characters or the writers of these these um, um, plays, uh, ancient or or contemporary, write about. So that that really helped me to understand and see the world differently as I represented it as an actor. Versus if I didn't have that experience, I might not have understood on the base level that society you know society wise we're all in, in a similar way trying to get through the same you know core
1: core issues very good
0: that's a good question i, I and, and to listeners i didn't know that was coming <laughs> <So> that was-
1: <laughs> okay i think that's uh that wraps up our basic questions jeremy awesome
0: well thanks dad so now we're going to get into what some people like to call their favorite part of the show the lightning round And so the lightning round is played like this. So we ask our guests a series of six questions, which obviously I'm going to be asked those questions. I must get five of the answers correctly in order to win any type of prize or to just win the round in general. I'll have 90 seconds to answer the question. And usually what we do is three general questions. So we'll ask those first. Then it'll be three surprise questions that I have no idea what those are, as my guests don't. One true or false question, one fill in the blank, And then one multiple choice question, and then we'll see if I actually get the lightning round prize, and then we'll wrap up uh, after that lightning round section. So, Dad, whenever you're ready, take it away for the lightning round.
1: Okay, you've got 90 seconds. Question number one, should students start off their career in a startup or go the corporate route?
0: I would say the startup.
1: Number two, what's a company you admire? Atlassian. Okay. Number three, what one piece of technology that you are excited about?
0: Robotic, robotics, AI.
1: Okay. Jeremy, true or false? ERP, enterprise resource planning, was born in the 1960s from a joint venture between a tractor manufacturer. Construction Machining Suppliers and IBM. True or false? Mm Hmm. True. Okay. Fill in the blank, Jeremy. In a 2017 article by Forbes magazine, the blank generation demanded even more diversity in tech as they accused large companies of lacking respect of individual identities. The...
0: Hmm. So, I said the millennial or Gen 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 Z, the one behind me. So,
1: I'll say millennial. Next question. Multiple choice. In terms of percentage growth, at this point in time, which of these countries has the fastest growing e-commerce market? Mexico, Indonesia, or the Philippines?
0: Hmm. Ah. Uh, wow. Uh, hmm.
1: I want to say Indonesia. Okay, Jeremy. Apparently, uh, you'll be taking the prize home. Very oh, good. Wow. You've gotten
0: okay. I, I was thinking. I said if I didn't get it, and you know, at least I'll, at least I'll, uh, I'll be able to uh, uh, end the show, end the show well. But thanks, Dad, for those questions. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome.
0: So, thank you, Dmit, for listening to this final episode. I'm going to close out. Uh, Again, by you know, thanking for all the listeners, this show wouldn't have been possible at all without your support, uh, your comments, and and just everything that you have done to help other entrepreneurs become enlightened, become more uplifted in their journeys. You know, whether they're you know diverse in nature, whether they're uh, trying to reach different personal career goals. I hope that this show overall has uplifted and helped people this year in 2018, reach tremendous success. And I hope for everyone for a wonderful 2019, very prosperous 2019, and a wonderful year in 2019. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Signing off.